another episode of the Think Movie Show. My name is Francisco Lopez, and I am joined with Brian Prado. Hey, Brian, how you doing? Chilling, man. You know, we might have had to restart this podcast, but I'll tell you how I'm doing again. You know, I'm doing oh, good. Yeah. I'm in school. <laughs> yeah, hey, yeah, we got to go through the motions a little bit. You know, I'm last semester of college, bro. You know. <sighs> figuring that out in class, you know, with my mask on, like a mm-hmm. good, good guy I am. Yes, for sure. Be a good guy. I have to guy get that one Brian. off again for everyone that get knows. That. I did say that. I'm just letting yeah. everyone know I am wearing my mask. Cause some yeah, we said some more aren't. stuff. We said some more stuff, but you know, just, just for this, for this recording, just for this edition. Mask. Yeah, for this edition, just wear your mask. Um, we did have to re-record, but it's okay because you know we're professionals and you know we have to just keep going. Um, we have a lot of stuff. We have a lot of stuff to talk about. A lot of Marvel things, superhero things. We're gonna look at the new Spider-Man No Way Home teaser trailer. We're gonna be talking about that. Our thoughts. Um, the the Suicide Squad movie, the James Gunn directed one. Uh, we're gonna review that, and we're gonna transition into some music. Donda released today. Finally, crazy. I know Kanye West. Um, and K Dot. Maybe his final album with Top Dog, uh, or it is. He that's what he said in his um, in his little notes app thing. I don't know what he used, but it's gonna be his last album with Top Dog, and maybe his last album ever. I don't know. Who knows? But that yeah, song with him and Baby Keem was really good, and we'll talk about that as well. Um, but for starters, Brian, uh, when did you see the Spider Man? No Way Home trailer. Was it like right when it released or was it a while? So. I think it was right when it released. I don't know. People were just like talking about it on Twitter. I just went to go watch it. Um, yeah, really good trailer. Really, really, really think, good trailer. Yeah. I think for a, a movie that releases in, you know, Christmas time in December, for this being like the first trailer, um, a lot of people were like already talking about oh my gosh it's taking forever for this trailer to come out oh my gosh we still haven't gotten this trailer we still haven't gotten this trailer i don't know i i wasn't to, at least for me i was expecting them to like hold out to show the trailer until like maybe november like attached with eternals or something like that and that that's what i was thinking i was like they're not gonna release it they're already like haven't released it and I think they're just gonna wait a little bit longer. Right, but they just dropped rumors it. that like they weren't just gonna release a trailer at all, right? Yeah, those are the rumors. They were like, we don't need. They don't need to release a trailer because it's Spider Man. You're gonna go watch it. And then the constant rumors. Oh my gosh, Tobey Maguire's in this. Oh my gosh, um, everyone's back. Everyone's back. Andrew Garfield's back. Like those rumors were really hard to ignore. And so this trailer. I think it broke the record for like views in 24 hours or something Damn, like that. Damn, what the fuck? Yeah, like it, like it beat Endgame, where it was like crazy, crazy numbers. Um, but what'd you think? Did you like the trailer? Like, what, what stood out to you? Um, yeah, I liked the trailer. Uh, I was talking to my friends about this, and it's mm-hmm. like a hard line between like, do I like it because of nostalgia, or do yeah. I like this because it's like going to be like a, oh it's gonna be a great movie i don't know in my opinion nostalgia can be good sometimes and you know the right amount so seeing like mm-hmm. doc ock back that shit is sick because spider-man 2 
was my favorite Spider-Man movie. Mm-hmm. And just seeing him back older, you know, still is good, though. Oh, he looks hey. so good, bro. Hey, hey, that got me excited. That's all that needs to get me excited. Yeah. I think uh, I think you're right. There, There's a point where you cross the line with nostalgia, where it becomes, I'm like, okay, now you're just trying to do fan service. You want, you know, people to get into seats, but you're doing it the easy way. Who knows? Maybe some people might think this is that, but to me, it doesn't. It doesn't feel that way, especially with the whole multiverse happening. Um, as soon as I saw Alfred Molina, dude, I was like so pumped. And he's saying, hey, Peter, uh, it take me back to my childhood because I love Spider-Man 2. If it wasn't for uh, Spider-Verse, I would think Spider-Man 2 would be the best Spider-Man movie, hands down. Yeah, um, I agree. Because Spider-Verse to me is just like the best. Yep. But enough said, I don't want to take away from Spider-Man 2 because that that to me growing up, that was probably the the most watched movie that I that that I would see. And I saw it in Spanish too. I had one of those like pirated ones from Mexico. <laughs> and I freaking That's ran hard. that to the ground, man. Hell yeah. So I only knew the Spanish voices. When I was younger, but dude, I watched that over and over and over again. Um, but it's the best, man. Seeing him back, and then you get to hear fuck like Green Goblin's laugh um, with the with his little bomb. Uh, you saw like a glimpse of like Electro, Sandman. Who knows who else is gonna be in it? Um, so I'm gonna ask you the the real important question. All right. So I need you to be ready for this, and I need a I need a straight answer. Okay. Okay. Are Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield coming back for this movie? Yeah, I think so. You think so? You think it's one hundred percent? Yeah. If it's one hundred percent, man, and they're coming back, oh gosh, bro. Why? I think it's gonna be like one of the biggest movies ever. I, yeah, in terms I of think box it is office, too. bro. Because this is what I'm imagining, right? Because just based on this one teaser trailer that maybe Doctor Strange and Spider-Man are going to be falling into this multi-dimension. I feel like he's going to... He's going to live Tobey Maguire. Like, he's going to be Spider-Man in the Tobey Maguire universe. And then he's going to go, like, bounce into Andrew Garfield's universe. Like, he's going to, like, be going into multiple universes. That's what I'm thinking. But what I want to happen is, like... The whole Sinister Six, like Doc Ock, Green Goblin, everyone, they're just beating up on Tom Holland. And then you just hear swinging from the background. Yep. And it's freaking Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield coming to the rescue. And they got to play the Danny Elfman score. Like, they have to. Oh, Right? Because that's, like, one of the most iconic scores ever. Ever, ever. Like, I listen, and I'm going on a run, I'm working out. You bet your ass I'm playing that score. Because not only is it going to make me run faster, it's going to make me lift weight that I've never thought I could lift. <laughs> it's going gonna, it's gonna to give me special abilities. So Dude. there's no way in hell that they're not going to play that score. Uh, if they don't, whatever. You know, this is freaking me theorizing and wanting that as a fan. Um, do you, there's a lot, also a lot of controversy on Doctor Strange's decision to do this spell for Peter. They're like, oh, that's not Doctor Strange. That's Mephisto. That's that's a something, someone else. 
Um, I don't know if you've been keeping up with all the Marvel shows. Um, have you? Have you? Have you seen I like Loki? Lo- the first like two episodes of Loki. Okay. So I'm going through it. It's pretty good. Yeah. I, so I won't spoil because Loki. I think that show plays a huge portion in what's going to happen in all the rest of the movies. So I won't spoil it for you and for those who haven't who haven't seen Loki. It's a really good show. Um, probably the best of the three consistent wise mm-hmm. um but yeah i th- th- there's a lot of theories about dr strange so we can talk about that once you do finish loki but i'm i'm fucking i'm stoked for it man yeah i mean i don't think there's a there's a person who saw that trailer and they're like nah, i'm not sold i don't think i mean if you are you know reach out to us and let us know and maybe we'll have a conversation with you but you know at least to me after far from home and having peter's identity be revealed that he is spider-man like there's this whole legal aspect of 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 the movie like the whole i'm assuming the first act of it where he's dealing with the legal ramifications of oh my gosh this kid is spider-man he's going to school everyone knows he's going to court he's with uh mj michelle zendaya's character um, their whole dynamic. I love that. I love that whole dynamic with them too. Um, but there's also ru- again rumors that Matt Murdock, aka Daredevil, is going to represent him in the cases uh, when he, when he's in court. And there's nothing like I will be excited if Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield come back. But if I see Matt Murdock, what the? If fuck? I see Charlie Cox. From the Netflix series, I will freak the fuck out. Yeah, I will freak out. Dude, they might do some crazy shit in this movie if they, that's the case. They, then, literally, because if he, because I don't know if it's if it's canon, but I think the shows on Netflix are canon with Marvel because I remember in one of the episodes in Daredevil they talk about the whole incident in New York, um, and like, oh, there's a guy with a hammer and stuff like that. So. I think that is canon. Now, whether Marvel, as in the Disney, wants to accept that, who knows? But man, dude, I love Daredevil. Love Daredevil. Have you seen all of the seasons? I haven't. I haven't. Uh, I've been. I've been wanting to go on my Marvel show binge, so mm-hmm. I'm like watching Loki right now. Yeah. But no, I haven't. But I, I know. I know you love that show. No, Daredevil is. It's just so good, man. It's so good. Um, but yeah, no, that's good that you're going on your Marvel TV binge. I would suggest WandaVision after Loki mm-hmm. in terms of like narratively what's going to happen throughout the whole universe. And then you can finish off by watching. Um, what is it called? The, is it Falcon and the Winter Soldier? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's a good show, too. Um, but yeah, I'm super excited. For Spider-Man No Way Home, of course, it's like already breaking records, so I can't even imagine when it does come out, what it's going to do. And if some of these rumors are true, I can't imagine what's going to happen then. You know what I mean? Have you been watching any other Marvel stuff besides the TV show? Uh, I watched Black Widow um, when that came out. Mm. I watched... I think that's about it. I think I just watched what, Black what'd Widow. You, what'd you think of Black Widow? 
Black Widow. I honestly wish. Here's my thing. When they, when Marvel started doing their whole thing with, okay, we're doing all these shows on Disney Plus. When they release Disney Plus, all the shows gonna be released. And then they announced that they were doing a Black Widow movie. I was kind of disappointed because, in mm-hmm. my opinion, Black Widow has so much more potential to be a TV show rather than an hour and a half movie. I think you're right. Yeah. And I think either my expectations just led me down this road of just like not really feeling it because I that's my true feelings on it, mm-hmm. or the movie I felt. Movie was fast, if that makes sense. It felt okay. too fast, like rushed, like pacing. Pacing, yes, because rushed can mean like oh they rushed the movie, yeah. like, yeah, like yeah, they yeah. didn't spend time on it, right? They did. Uh-huh. The movie looks good. The movie looks fine. Dialogue, you know, acting was great. Everything was great. It's just the movie felt way too fast. It's like from one second, it's like oh I'm controlled. Oh no, I'm gonna kill this person. I'm not controlled anymore. I'm gonna go find my sister. Yeah. And it's and then it's like, okay, now we're with our parents, and now we're gonna go you go and now we go like beat the bad guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Movie felt really, really just fast paced. And it felt yeah. like, in my opinion, nothing was really happening. For even mm-hmm. the character. That's why I feel like a show could just be done way, so much more. Yes, way much more. Nothing was happening in this movie that had me like, okay, this is like really great movie for Black Widow. It just felt just like a movie. I feel you. I feel you. There's a lot of stuff in that movie that I really love. Mm-hmm. Character-wise, I think Florence Pugh's character, like the sister, mm-hmm. I think is really strong. I love her. And a lot of the scenes that she's in, um, I love... I just really like Black Widow's character. Like, in the Marvel movies, I think her character is... It's. I think it has a... It had, I should say had, yeah. had a lot of potential. Yeah. I feel like... I to me at least I feel like this was like a culmination of three movies. You know what I mean? Like, yep. She's like one of the original Avengers and doesn't have like um. This is like the first movie post spoiler alert. Who haven't seen Endgame? Death. Post Black Widow's death. <laughs> and so, like, this I because what? Okay, this is another tangent. But whenever she does pass away in Endgame, it's sad, but it's not, like, impactful. I don't think it it reached the impact that they wanted to have. Right. If this movie, or maybe a couple of movies, or maybe a show came out before Infinity War and Endgame, I think her death would have meant a lot more. Because this is post. This is post-death. Like, we know. The reason why some scenes are sad in Black Widow is because we know she's not going to be here anymore. Like we do, and so there's another tangent that I wanted to talk about Black Widow. Now that we're talking about it, um, the ending whenever she's like getting on the ship, and she's like, "Oh yeah, I gotta go save some friends," like the Avengers, like wink, wink, right? Because mm-hmm. I think this takes place like right after Civil War, right when she's on the run. Um, yeah, there's an alternate ending, and it re- they released it on Twitter. 
and it was her going back to the childhood home that she was at in like the US I forgot what state it was in um, and she sees a bunch of kids playing and this girl takes notice of her and she does her little like electric shock thing with her arm and like Black Widow does it back like kind of just smiling at her and the movie ends but like the whole the score and everything it was like so beautiful I was like oh shit like this is like the ending I was looking for from that movie like the clothes and they didn't put it in and wow. so yeah like it's I was watching it and I was like holy fuck like this actually kind of made me emotional and I was like fuck well they they gave us the hey she's gonna meet up with your Avengers wink wink like I guess, but you're right. I think this would have served much better if it was a show where you are with her for a while or even like a movie beforehand or two movies, but you're right. I think they try to cram like the villain. I don't, I didn't even care about the villain. Yeah. Like, I, I couldn't tell you anything about him, whatever. And so I think I do agree with you on that term. Like, I feel like pacing wise, maybe it was a little bit too fast. But I enjoyed it. Like, yeah, it's it wasn't not... a bad, like, it was an enjoyable yeah. movie. I mean, it was like the Captain dynamic, Marvel. Movie. Yeah, the, that, the dynamic between Florence Pugh and uh, Scarlett Johansson, great, right? Actually mm-hmm. felt like real sisters. Like, yeah. it, it was honestly kind of a funny movie, too. <laughs> yeah. It was just some, it felt way too fast paced. It, it mm-hmm. felt like, okay, there's, they obviously had a lot to unpack for yeah. her character in, in a single movie. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, it could have been better. It could have been better. I think... <laughs> yeah. I don't even think she was the main focal point of the movie that much. She wasn't, really, and that's another gripe. That's not yeah. like she's not. It's Florence. Florence it is, is the main Florence. character. It's like, okay, I'm watching her movie, right? Yeah, it's called Black Widow, and it's her movie. Oh, oh one more question. Yeah. You know, you go before I ask this. Before I ask this, you go first. I was, I don't, even, I don't know what I was expecting. I think a show would have benefited from this because one, her character doesn't have like all these crazy superpowers. She's not like an insane superhero, right? Can't I think flies. she has like a little bit of the cap serum, but not like fully. Yeah, not fully. Yeah, like I think she has I a little bit because she's like, freaking falling like from yeah she is <laughs> she's falling from freaking buildings and literally flying out of a skyscraper yeah a floating yeah. skyscraper <laughs> yeah yeah so I think she has some of that little vaccine in her so yes <laughs> um yeah. but I wanted some like spy espionage shit yeah, out of like bro. a show I think that would have yeah. been sick sick but I understand why Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> would want to do a movie right obviously mm-hmm. um i don't know felt way too fast-paced it really didn't feel like her movie taskmaster yeah, kind of disrespected it taskmaster I, have you played spider-man on the ps4 no okay so um in in the video game spider-man um that's like one of the time. side villains not even the main villain because the sinister six is the main villains in Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. A side villain, like side missions. You don't even have to do these missions, I think. <laughs> it's Taskmaster. Uh-huh. And you fight Taskmaster a bunch of different times. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, that's cool. I don't know who Taskmaster is. That's cool. Just fight him. But like that character is the main villain in this movie. It just felt 
like just thrown together. It's like, oh, let's make Taskmaster. Okay, we don't really. It's like they didn't really care about this movie. It's like, oh, we gotta give her her movie. It's like, come on. Yeah, look, the thing is, like, I feel like there are moments in the movie where I'm like, oh yeah, they definitely thought about this, and they this is what they planned to do with it. But like, there's a there's a big chunk of that movie where like upon thinking about it, it's like, why do they do that? That you're just kind of thinking like, hmm. Like, did they think about, like, full, did they think about this fully? Like, this decision to do this with this character? Or, you know, yeah, I guess to bring in Taskmaster. Like, well, why? You know what I mean? Like, hmm. It just, there's a lot of questionable decisions. And to treat one of your original Avengers kind yeah. of like that, it's kind of like, okay, well, great, thanks. And now she's freaking dead. Um. Oh, another question. What did you think of the end credit scene? It probably didn't make sense at all. Or did you Wait, even watch it? I watched the end credit scene. Are you talking about like when I forgot someone's at like her her gravestone, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who was that? I forget. I, uh, I watched it once. No, you're not supposed to know her yet because you haven't seen. Um. She felt Falcon important. I'll say that. Yeah, yeah. She's in the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, so I was like, oh, I wonder if he got it. Like, I wonder if he understood like who she was and stuff like that. I'm like, no, he doesn't because he hasn't seen it. Um, nah, yeah, I don't know, but I'm yeah. assuming another superhero, right? Um, no. Sure. No. I'm not gonna say anything. Okay. Uh, but. But that that was our, I guess, Spider Spider-Man No Way Home discussion. Slash back uh, Black Widow. Slash Black Widow. Basically a Marvel discussion. Yeah. Um, yeah, but uh now I guess we can roll on to our review of the week. We're reviewing uh James Gunn's The Suicide Squad, um, DC's newest film, and James Gunn, who is a well-known Marvel director. Going over to DC and uh, making the Suicide Squad kind of a remake slash sequel to the first Suicide Squad directed by David Ayer. Um, I'm going to start off this conversation by asking you a question, which I already know the answer to. Um, Which one did you like better, the Ayer or the gun version? Come on. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, the gun version, like, Uh by a lot. By a mile. Like, that other movie could be deleted, and I wouldn't care. Mm-hmm. I don't that's know. Kinda... This movie was fucking awesome. That's a, that's my review. Yeah. This movie was awesome. Go watch it. It's so sick. So like, HBO uh, Max. James Gunn did phenomenal. Yeah. Like, this felt like a fun movie. It like, was. Yeah. One of the first fun superhero <laughs> live-action movies. I'm just kidding. There's, yeah. there's been more, but... And the DC, yeah, and the DC, like with Warner Brothers. I guess Birds of Prey is really fun. So Birds of Prey is great. Yeah. So second. Second. Shazam. I haven't seen Shazam. Shazam's kind of like lighthearted. So okay. But so, what are some of the stuff that stood out to you? Um, You obviously saw it at home, right? How was that experience? It was cool. Um, Uh It didn't bother me. Watched it on TV. It was it was cool. Yeah. Um, I still think the movie looked great. 
like yeah dc movies are known for being like kind of dark and gritty but this movie felt had a lot of color in it especially in like the characters um i love i love the weirdness of these characters like they're just kind of dumb they're kind of stupid characters but they make (laughs) sense like they cut they make it make sense for how long is the movie like two hours it's kind of long yeah it's like two hours maybe two and a half hours or i think it's like 215 maybe 215 they make it work like i forgot her name but the character with the rats a rat rat catcher rat catcher maybe rat catcher too i don't even know literally explain her character throughout the entirety of the movie and it it makes you feel more for characters than like some marvel movies oh yeah like i think yeah i think her character is fucking cool as shit oh dude it's it's the way what's her name? I forgot her name, dude. Like her her real name. Mm-hmm. She plays it so well. Yeah, so so well. And a freaking surprise, Taika Waititi as her dad. Um, he was great also. But no, I I, I totally get you. I think it's I, to be honest, I think it's just Gunn's direction. Yeah, um, I think so too. Like when you watch the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie, even the second one, because I rewatched it, it has a ton of heart, bro. Like. These characters shouldn't be this important, and you shouldn't care about them at all. Same way with the the Suicide Squad. Like, these characters, first glance, they're dumb. Like, who would even care about Polka Dot Man, a shark that talks, someone who controls rats? Like, (laughs) Sylvester Stallone. Dude, think about that for a second. Sylvester Stallone voicing a shark. Okay. Oh my god, it's perfect. It's so it's, funny, dude. It, he's the best character. Like about to eat rat cat. He's like, I have no friends. Like, dude, like, I'm in. And to, to me, standout was John Cena. Bro, he was so good in this movie. At least from what I saw. He has a lot of range. Uh, I'm surprised, man. He surprised me a lot. John Cena killed it. Yeah. You could, tell, like, I'm, you could definitely tell when an actor is in their role loving it. Yeah. And that was John Cena in this movie. Like Loved being that. Even even the promo for this movie. He's still in the same costume. Yeah. Doing interviews. He Embracing just the meme. It. Like, he's having the time of his life. And, and then they're going to have a show about him. So Really? That's cool. Yeah, the Taskmaster show. Did you watch? I didn't know there was an end credit scene to this. I did. Yeah, I did watch that end credit scene. I did. I found that on Twitter. And I was like, "Huh? There's an end credit scene?" And so I saw it because I guess I'm just used to like just Marvel doing that. But I guess I should be getting used to all superhero movies having this. Um, because I saw it in theaters and I left. I was like, "All right, I'm leaving" because I didn't think anything <laughs> of it. Yeah. Um, I was like, "This isn't a Marvel movie." Yeah, I was wrong. So. <laughs> um but yeah man john cena was so good it's so funny like it, that's the that's the main thing that's the main so thing funny. that like needs to be in superhero movies is comedy i feel like a lot of superhero movies just lack being like funny <laughs> genuinely funny genuinely funny like when they're spoilers not spoilers we'll just say the, spoilers there's a swamp scene right Oh my god! Okay. Oh my god! And then there's like a if the the bit finally pays off. Let's just say, 
it's the funniest thing in, in the entire movie. Yeah. It's the, one of the funniest things I've probably seen this year. Dude, when I tell you in that scene, um, I guess we could talk about spoilers in a little bit, but that scene, man, are, the whole theater erupted, man. Like, I, it's been a while since I've been in a movie theater when people, a lot of people were, like, genuinely laughing at something. Mm-hmm. And it's not, like, tongue-in-cheek, you know, like, ha-ha, you know, ah, that's funny. It was a genuine laugh, like, from yeah. the gut. From the gut, where I couldn't believe it. I was like, oh, my gosh, man, this movie's funny. And it had no business being this funny, and it is. You know, a credit to James Gunn, and there, I don't know if he wrote of, it. Did he write it? I don't know. He might have. He, it seems like he kind of wrote it. Yeah, I think it has a lot of his his dialogue, you know, like with the Guardians of the Galaxy. I think he did. Yeah, I think he did write like, it. There's a lot of ongoing humor, like ongoing jokes yeah. in this movie yeah. that work. For sure. And yeah. that really, like, um, paints a picture for these new dumb characters that we're watching, right? Mm-hmm. And I would assume, I'm not assuming this, that's a lot of, like, uh, like main flaws in superhero movies. They don't know how to explain a character without rushing it, without not explaining it very well, with, that, with explaining it in two minutes. It's or like, dragging it out. Or dragging it out. This movie did it phenomenally for characters like Polka Dot, man. Like, man. You're, like you're really going for this character. Like, Dude. Like, he has issues. And, like, his <laughs> powers issues, are... Man. His powers are sick, too. Like, yeah. The fact that he just shoots Polka Dots and they just... <laughs> just rip into people oh my god it's so sick and the fact like there's a reason like why he is the way he is like why he's like kind of crazy and -hmm. explains it in the movie and there's like ongoing jokes about it Mm -hmm. and then when you see what the hell man when when you see at the end like who they're fighting and he's like look at that look at that monster look what you're fighting and he looks at it and it's so funny i don't want to spoil it He's yeah. gonna watch it because it's it's really funny when it happens, but yeah, this movie is like funny while explaining characters, while being like really like the action is so sick in this movie too. Like that's Super something sick. like we can't not talk about. It. Like the action is so nice in this movie. I think like, um yeah like compared to the the first or just the original Suicide Squad, compared to this in terms of just action and set pieces it's yeah night and day it's night and day yep. like say what you want about oh a or cut oh he his thing got limited like even if he did have his full creative control i mean who knows we don't know but compared to what we got with james gunman it's like i don't even think Ayer, even with full control can can make what james gunn did with this movie like yeah there's this another Harley Quinn scene, man. Amazing. Like, as turns of action. Mm-hmm. Another yes. one, like, right from, like, Birds of Prey. Um, it's so sick. It's so, like... I, it's the way, like, he just, like, directs the movie. Like, directs, yeah, like, the, the action scenes. It's, like... you could. It feels like a comic book. Exactly. Right? It exactly. feels like I'm watching, a, like, a just a comic book on screen. It's playful. It's bloody as hell it's yeah sick. it's rated r so it's yeah it's what we deserves to be rated r yeah 
with the shit that goes on in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, Harley Quinn was really good. John mm-hmm. Cena, I think, was the best. Well, my favorite character in this movie. Yeah. He's my I favorite character. I think he character. did a wonderful job. Captain Boomerang is so much better this time around. <laughs> yeah. Dude, miles better. Yeah. S- same with Amanda Waller, Viola Davis, who's freaking amazing. Like, all the time she's amazing. Idris Elba's amazing. Like, yeah, Idris Elba's everyone is great. Everyone's just, just like on another level. And it's, it's funny too because people are always like, I think on Twitter mainly, like the, the Ayer people and the Snyder people. Oh, it's the only reason why it's like this is because he got creative control and David Ayer didn't get creative control and they're leaking scripts from a quote unquote Ayer cut. Oh no, bro. It's like, man, just enjoy this movie, man. Like this there's not a lot of DC movies coming out in general. And you have this gem. You're so worrying about the other one? It's like, come on, man. Like, I already forgot about it. I already forgot about the other one. I tried to rewatch it. Couldn't do it. I went I went halfway through and I was like, I can't. The main thing I uh, remember from the other movie is going like being in the elevator, going downstairs. And asking Francisco what he thought about the movie. <laughs> and I, I know Francisco. He was like, he just kind of shrugged. Like, eh, it's okay. <laughs> like, he never does that. When a movie's that bad, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I know that reaction. And the movie yeah. was not good. <laughs> and now I, I can just. Yeah, now I can talk to you. I guess I was just in denial. I was like, there's no way it was that bad. No, we like, kind of looked at each other. It was just like, yeah. uh, nah, I kind of sucked. <laughs> It's funny, too, because we were so excited, and people are coming in as we're leaving, and they're so excited. Oh, my like, God. Like, oh, I can't wait. Yeah. And we're, like, talking about it, like, trying not to spoil I'm like, eh, it was it was fine. Like, it was all right. You know, maybe I didn't think it was too good. I remember walking to my car with the poster in my hand, like, the, oh, no. with, like a bunch of cereal, dude. I was like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to put this up or anything. I was just going to, I'm going to keep it somewhere dude hidden. i don't remember what i did i think i had it in my car on like just... the dash for the longest time <laughs> i just don't i think i just threw it away yeah wow yeah man it's it's night and day with this 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 new the suicide squad there's a, even a lot of beats where it gets dark but not in a like oh like gory because it does get gory but it just in terms of its themes and in terms of like what is right? What is wrong? Talks about a lot of uh, like American involvement in 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 foreign places. Like you're like, oh shit. Um, and there's a scene with these two characters. I'm not gonna say who. We'll probably talk about in the spoilers section. But like they they talk about like their philosophy and what they believe in. And mm-hmm. it's like, oh man, like this is actually really. Really, really well done. Like I'm, I wasn't expecting it to be this way. Um, sure, there's a lot of stuff that you know could be improved. Like it's not a perfect movie. Yeah, like this movie um, is in, two hours and fifteen minutes long. Yeah, there's like a, a mid portion, in my opinion, that kind of drags a little bit. Yeah, it's a, a little bit too long. And that's about it, in my yeah. opinion. That's about it. I, I think. You know, we'll talk about this in the spoiler section, but I think we we're talking about the same scene. Um, but you're right; like, there's not much else you can knock from this movie. It, it, like, it's 
expertly expertly made it's well choreographed if you if you are one of those people who you know shit on like film choreography and action and stuff like that like you you won't have a problem with this um thematically everything is there there's a lot of heart like i know yeah like for a movie about people who have chips in their head and they can explode if they don't <laughs> obey orders like there's a shit ton of heart in this movie um like rivaling his other movies like both of the guardians movies those ones are more lighthearted, and this one is the opposite of that but the same amount of heart is put into it yeah i agree where where each character like rocket raccoon you how am i supposed to care for a talking tree a talking raccoon like you're not supposed to and like, especially with these characters polka dot man rat catcher all these you're not supposed to care about these characters at all but just the heart and the love that he has for these characters is just it's transparent and you can just see it you can just see it like coming out of the screen like it's there man like this is a, such a good movie like i was so surprised after walking out of the movie theater i was like wow this was this was really it really is good really surprising it's like yeah because that sucks to say, right? It's like, yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah. this movie that's so cool. It's like surprising that it was good. It's like, it's like, oh, I should, why oh, should a comic book movie ever be so surprising to be good? That's yeah. such like a, it sucks. The bar isn't too high. <laughs> yeah, it's not. But yeah. I think this one, I think Jim's gonna definitely set the bar pretty high. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Fans' expectations with these types of movies moving forward, in my opinion, mm-hmm. I think. Disney, Marvel have a lot to not not to learn. I would say with like some rated R stuff like uh Deadpool, how they want to work on Deadpool. Yeah. I think is going to I think Suicide Squad has set the bar for, in my opinion, future Disney films like Deadpool is what yeah. I'm trying to say. Hundred percent. Hundred percent because Disney has this way of playing it safe in terms of like their Marvel movies. A lot, the majority. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna say it. The majority of their movies in terms of like Marvel is very safe. They don't really like to explore other things in terms of like tone, in terms of character, in terms of thematic uh, styles going on. Like they're very safe. It's Good guy, bad guy, fight. Good guy, bad guy, good guys, past history. How Mm -hmm. do I overcome this, you know, troubling thing in my life? And then I move forward on it when I fight the evil bad guy at the end. That's kind of how how it goes. Exactly. And that's why the few Marvel movies that do stand out don't really follow that pattern, right? It's more, you know, you talk about the Winter Soldier, talk about Guardians of the Galaxy, you talk about Infinity War, Endgame. Like, these movies, they stand out for a reason. It's right. not because, oh, they're way better than every, everything else. They are, but also because they are handled differently. And um, you're right, man. That's, James Gunn did such a good job with Suicide Squad, and it shouldn't be surprising. But it is because of what came before. Um, but yeah, man, I would highly recommend you watch The Suicide Squad. We're about to get into our spoiler section, but do you recommend people watch The Suicide Squad, Frank? Yeah, definitely watch it. So. Such a sick movie. I think the soundtrack is great too. Oh yeah. He doesn't disappoint. Uh, yeah, Done. great. Great. Great movie. Give it a watch. Mm-hmm. Give it a watch. Um, so that was our spoiler free review 
of the Suicide Squad. If you haven't seen it, go watch it, come back, and we can you can finish listening to this discussion because we're going to be talking about spoilers, our favorite parts, all that good stuff because there's a lot of there's a lot of good stuff to talk about in this movie. Um uh but yeah, that was our spoiler free review and so you have been warned. Warning. Stop the video. Pause it. <laughs> Leave. Leave. Now. Now. <laughs> Don't sue us. All right. So what was your favorite part in that movie? Um favorite part of the movie. Okay. A one of I'm going to give you two favorite parts. First favorite part is the swamp scene with John Cena and Idris Elba. They're just Uh like, yo, I can kill people better than you. (laughs) Like, okay, we're going to clear out the swamp of people we think are bad guys. All right. And they're just like finishing people off, doing cool shit, blowing people up, shooting people. Sick, right? It's, it's, It's really funny, too. Then they get to where they need to be. They open the curtain. Wait, wait. Who is it's with Rick Flag is there. It's no, Rick no, Flag. yeah. It, it is Rick, Rick Flag's Flag. like captured. Yeah, yeah. And he's having like tea with like the leader of this rebel group. Yeah, they're like a rebellion. They're gonna take over the government. <laughs> yeah, they're literally trying to like do what the Suicide Squad is trying to do, like help them out. Yeah. Yeah, they're trying and to overthrow their corrupt government. John Cena and Elba's character is like killing their entire squad. They kill the and, entire the entire squad. Yeah, and Rick Flash is having tea. Like, what are you guys doing? Yeah, what are you guys doing? <laughs> just murdered. Like, you, like, you're not, he's like, you're not in trouble. Like, you're not in trouble. It's like, why is it so quiet? Like, where's the rest of our team? And just the face on John Cena and Idris Elba, it's like. Oh. Yeah, it's such a good payoff, man. Like, dude, there's there's this one kill that John Cena does where he stabs a dude like three times, like one in like one in the crotch, one in the stomach, and one in the head. Like just pop, pop, pop. Like he's just yeah. like laying down, dude. I like spit out my popcorn. I was like, what the fuck, dude? Yeah, dude. Dude, it's the whole sequence is so funny, man, because they're trying to one up each other. Uh, obviously, because like, John Cena is like, all I could do, everything you could do, but I could do it better. And Ninja Zelda was like, I'm fucking over this. Like, this is stupid. But he's like, continuing on with the one upping each other. Yeah. Man, such a good payoff. Such a good payoff. Such a, it's like James Gunn can really like pull that off. Especially like, has he done like a rated R movie before? Yeah, I think. Yeah, he's the. Um, didn't he write? Um, he wrote a bunch of Dawn of the Dead. I might no, no, no. He no, Zack Snyder did. He um, what did he do that hmm. I'm missing? Oh yeah, he wrote the screenplay for Dawn of the Dead. Okay, yeah. Okay, he wrote the screenplay for Dawn of the Dead, and yeah, I think that's. I think that's it. He main did direct. Main Spider- point is, I mean, Scooby Doo too. So, okay. for him, yeah. Main point is that it feels like he knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. It feels like he's done this before, or maybe he's just that good. Yeah. Either way, like he knows how to <laughs> yeah. do a huge payoff with just murdering a bunch of people. Yeah. And it feels so cool to watch on like on screen. 
second favorite scene, the ending scene, the ending fight, the end fight, where oh, they're yeah. fighting the big, what's his name, starfish? I. Uh. It's a giant starfish. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically. And it's so kind of like surreal to watch, because we're used to, mm-hmm. in my opinion, I'm used to just these like normal ass supervillains, where it's just a guy. Mm-hmm. in a mask or something usually and, it's like someone who can do the same thing as a hero right and this time it's a fucking giant starfish man <laughs> and he's like controlling everyone's brain like he's like brainwashing them he's like getting to like kill other people he's like setting out smaller he, starfish he like, to attack yeah. their spaces and control them and he's like stomping on everybody destroying buildings it feels so cool to watch, in my opinion, yeah. in a in a superhero movie. You don't usually get this type of shit. This is like normally in a fucking anime, you would get to yeah, see this, this is, type of this, stuff. This is this is where you would see it, like in either in a comic book and an anime, like in an animated movie, like anything else. You wouldn't see this in live action, but you're watching this, you're just like, oh my gosh, there. It works. This this works, bro. Like I don't know, like in another person's hands, like this would have been corny, bro, or it something. Works but it, it's it just silly. Yeah, it just works. You buy like, into the, the the silliness. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, for sure. You realize it's a huge threat. Everyone's scared of it. They don't know how to defeat it, and just like how they kill it, how Harley Quinn just dives into the eye, and it's a yeah. slow motion shot of her like in a with water, and these rats are swimming in the eye to oh. just eating everything. Oh my god. It's so cool. And polka dot man. Okay, dude. I gotta talk about yeah, polka dot. Dude, yeah, you gotta talk about it. It's so sick. I think his yeah. powers are dope as fuck. Like yeah, he's you think oh he's, like John C's like, what do you even do? You just you throw polka dots at people and he just slices people's like limbs and bodies apart with polka yeah, it's dots. Like acid. It's like acid dots or something. It's like acid yeah, it's really weird. And in the end in the end fight. He okay, so the entire like premise of Polka Dots Man's character is he's like crazy, he's psycho, mainly because his mom experimented on him and his brother, I think, to become superheroes. Mm-hmm. And he hated that, he hated that, that his mom did that and made him just weird, a weirdo. Like, he gets this weird rash of polka dots all over his face, yeah, if he doesn't like send Release polka dots them. out. Right. Yeah. And so everything he envisions, everyone, even like the Suicide Squad, they're all like portrayals of his mom. <laughs> he just sees his mom everywhere and he hates his mom and he wants yeah. to kill everything. And so it just helps his character at the end. It's like, because Pokemon Man's kind of afraid. He's like, look, you see that? See that thing? That's your mom. And then you go back and you look, he looks up and it's just, his mom just like a hundred feet tall, probably higher than that. I don't know how, to, yeah. how tall this monster, but it's yeah. a g- giant figure of his mom and just destroying buildings and stepping on everybody. And finally, he releases the polka dots and slices one of her legs off. <laughs> he could have taken all of the starfish out, to be honest. Yeah, he could have. They, they had this gag where at first I was like, "Oh man, that sucks." When he's like, because the whole in the whole movie. His, the reason why he hates his mom is because his mom injected him with something, him and all of his brothers, because she wanted them to be superheroes. 
Right. And and uh, it was like this alien thing, like this alien infection. So that's how we got the polka dot superpower or, or abilities. And so he's been labeled a villain his entire life. And he's like, gosh, my mom always wanted me to be a superhero. And at the very end, when he takes out his mom's leg, you know, the starfish, um, he, he yells out, I'm a superhero. And then like a beat later, just squat, like just squat, like he's out. Yeah, he's dead. And I was like, he's dead. Bye bye. And I was like, oh, man. Like, yeah, I felt really bad. I was like, damn. Yeah. It's like maybe Jay's went a little bit too overboard, but it is what it is. You know, I, I like that. You know, he died happy. He died the Adam Sandler way in Uncut Gems. <laughs> yeah, know? he did. <laughs> yeah. So I like that. Yeah. One of my favorite parts is the battle between Rick Flag and, and uh, Peacemaker with John Cena. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. I love that whole scene where Rick Flag from the from the first Suicide Squad I don't mean to offend anyone, right? I don't mean to offend anyone. But he's very much... Uh, I'm just going to follow orders. I'm a military dude through and throughout. Uh, if you don't follow orders, blah, 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 blah. He's like one of those types, right? Very straight edge. And this one, he has some, like... He has something else to him in terms of his character. And so when he does find out that you know, the, the America was experiencing with this alien, with, with people, um, wrongfully, there's this hard drive where it has all the details. And Peacemaker, he's saying, I can't let you do that. Uh, Waller hired me, put me on this mission so I can destroy all the evidence. And they have this cool back and forth where you're like, okay, yeah, Rick Flag has a code where it's like, this is wrong. Like, I, this should be released to the public. And Peacemaker doesn't give a fuck. He all he cares about is America. And all he cares about is 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 seeing that America is safe and for peace, right? Because mm-hmm. there's one line where he says, I'll kill every man, woman, and child for peace. Like I'll do anything. Yeah. And so yeah. and so yeah. Everyone's like, what the hell? He's like, Yeah, I'll do it in a heartbeat, like for peace. And so there's this whole the whole fight scene and then uh, they both fight, the building is collapsing, and Peacemaker kills uh, Rick Flag. And Rick Flag looks at him, he's like, Peacemaker, what a joke. And he dies. And that's like one of my favorite scenes because you can see John Cena's character like conflicted. This is the first time he's killed someone where he's like, oh, fuck. He, like, I might have done something wrong. And then the whole scene with, with him and Ratcatcher is also great. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that whole scene. And I just love whenever they're having fun, like in the disco, like at the club. Yep. And and you just cut back to King Shark in the bus, and he's like super sad. He's like alone. <laughs> I was. I remember I looked over to Savvy. I was like, oh my gosh, this is so cute. But I feel so sad for him. He can't go inside. And he's like, I want to wear a disguise. And he's like, I wear a mustache. <laughs> he's like, you're stupid, man. Like, they'll see that you're a freaking shark. It's crazy that you like, forget that that's Sylvester Stallone. I know, man. It's just, his voice is just so great. And then whenever he sees those little fishes in this tank, yeah. and he's like, friends. And they freaking just start attacking him. I was like, oh my gosh, bro. Poor shark. Um, But he does look super, I don't know if this is the right term, but he looks... Super like HD man, like yeah. As a shark, you could yeah, yeah. It's just 
crazy the the, the effects the visual this effects movie looks that... good this movie looks yeah. great like, not like okay or passable like really good like i Those was surprised yeah no yeah it's surprising too because like you're thinking okay it might look like a marvel movie where marvel movie has good effects but you can kind of notice yeah king shark looked like his skin and everything i'm like holy shit this is a fucking shark <laughs> movie feels very lively i think is the yeah. term like like the fact that you see a giant pink starfish just roaming like the streets yeah it looks cool as fuck it doesn't look corny it doesn't look silly the movie is silly but that's kind of the point it mm-hmm. looks it looks how it's meant to be right it looks like how james yeah. Gunn probably envisioned it yeah and that's like the best part mm-hmm. so i think that that's what you want from a, a superhero movie a comic book movie that's why superhero just media works great in animation right oh yeah because it's believable slash non-believable but like it's supposed to be non-believable because it's a superhero film yeah fucking there's a freaking starfish it should still look good no matter what (laughs) yeah exactly if if whatever form you make a superhero movie in it should look good it should look it shouldn't be where it takes you out of the movie right exactly where if it takes you out of the movie, then you're thinking about, okay, yeah, this doesn't look good. Oh, yeah, this isn't really real. It, like, it's, you start thinking about a lot of stuff. Dude, in, instead Quinn of jumps like, into a starfish eye and swims in it with a bunch yeah. of rats. Yeah. And, it and looks guess what? Sick. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I enjoyed the fuck out of it. Yeah. Um, another aspect that I did like was was um, uh, Amanda Waller's character. Mm-hmm. How in this one, she's like pretty much a scary motherfucker. Like yep. for real, for real. Um, there's this one scene where she's uh, about to blow all the Suicide Squad's heads off because they're like gonna go save the the city, and she's like, "I don't give a fuck. Like y'all, y'all need to come back to base." And they kind of like go against her orders, and she's like screaming and like snots coming out of her nose. She's like, "I'm warning you, like come back." Gets clocked in the head. Yep. Right. And like one of the funniest gags was when like the woman who like clocked her. Like Amanda Waller's knocked out. Yeah. And everyone's like, oh fuck. And they're just like waiting around looking at her. Waiting around and she's like, Well fucking do your job. Yeah. And he's like, oh he's like, yelling oh. At them. He's, he's like, oh fuck. He's like, oh my god. Oh, it's Dude, so it's good. Like one of the funniest gags. Um that and uh, I guess we could talk about Harley and Quinn's little uh scene. Um, because I think that's where I felt that it dragged a little bit. Yeah, just a I think bit. it I think it overstayed its welcome. There you I go. think. Yeah, like everything about it was good. Like nothing was bad. I think just they uh like there was a moment where I was like, okay, yeah, that I think they're spending too much time on this. Like if they would have cut like five minutes from it, I think it would have been perfect. Yep. You wouldn't have noticed it. Um but I think I just did. And I was like, okay, well, Whatever. It, it, it good payoff, good everything, like everything yeah, that's else. The There's a good payoff for it, right? Like mm-hmm. you got the fight scene with Harley Quinn and all those guards. It was so yeah. good. It looked great. It like Harley Quinn was beating everyone's ass. There's like what what were those butterflies coming out of people's yeah. bodies? Right? Yeah. Like that shit so looks blood, sick. I think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just like her like the mid portion of it where she's like kinda tied up talking to the guards mm-hmm. or she's talking to like the general or something yeah 
Yeah, just like that whole mid portion is kind of slow. Um, I think you just feel you just feel it where it's like the 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 momentum kind of just stops. Yeah, the mo- there you go, momentum stops because throughout the movie, like movie's just going, it's going, it's going, like just like mm-hmm. bit after bit after bit, like it doesn't feel like it's slowing down, and then that part happens, and it, you can feel it t- sort of slow down, and maybe it's meant to be like that. So it could be. So like okay, it's not we're not getting nonstop action, or yeah, or it's just a Harley Quinn thing. <laughs> just like let's just give Harley Quinn her own, her own part of the movie. Cause maybe honestly, I feel like nah, I don't know. I'll just say other characters deserved it, but like maybe like a Johnson. Nah, I don't know. The thing is, I think what to me because everything from everything like what that happened. Yeah. At the tail end of that whole sequence with Mark with uh, uh, Harley Quinn, I think it's perfect. Like I love the way she shoots him because he's like, yeah, like whoever opposes me, man, woman, and child, then boom, she like shoots like that yeah, whole that whole shit's like, like bullets in it. <laughs> yeah, um, all that is perfect. Like I, that's one of the 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 big things that I love about the movie is Harley Quinn's character. I think it's just like her getting ready. Her meet her meeting the president, them like I get that she has to fall in love, but I think it just spends a little bit too much time on it. Like after after they like sleep with each other, like th- then it goes by quick, right? Mm-hmm. Then it goes by quick. Um I think it's just it's like a pit it feels like a pit stop. And it doesn't feel like another avenue of the of the of the story. Which it shouldn't I mean it it's not because it's different, you know, but it just feels like a pit stop. Too much. Um but other than that, dude, like, this is probably one of the best DC movies, I think. Yeah, I agree. Um, because you know you have to put Suicide Squad at the bottom. I I put this way over like Batman v Superman. Like this movie also feels like it has great rewatch. Um, yeah. Like uh, it's like, rewatchable. It, like yeah, it's definitely rewatchable. Um, I in my opinion. It's, not all superhero movies are made to be like that. You watch it once, you know the mm-hmm. gist, you know the backstory, you know what's happening in the future, you know what's going on. This one just yep. feels like okay, you kick back and watch it again, like some friends, right? Yeah, that's what that's it's what I a, really like about this movie. It's a good crowd movie too, like uh, especially in a, in the theater, like everyone was laughing, having a good time, and you know, it was definitely made that way. Especially like at the beginning, where you know I saw Pete Davidson, he was in the trailer. I was like, oh yeah, he's not making it out of the first five minutes. Like, there's no way. Really? I, yeah, didn't see that I, saw Pete, I saw Pete Davidson. I was like, yeah, there's no way he's not gonna. That's so funny. He's not gonna make it. <laughs> yeah. It, it was funny, Dad. It, his old character was like, you put me next to a fucking wolf. Like, get me out of here. Like, <laughs> that whole. I forgot what it was where um, I think Captain Boomerang. Oh, no. I forgot who asked this one dude. He's like, my name's like TDK. And yeah, then like, someone what asked him, like, for? He's like, that's my name. TDK. Yeah. That's so, so funny. Dude, but whenever, okay, like, yeah, the first five minutes of this movie are fantastic. Yeah. It's man. so good. It sets the movie up so well. Yeah. It's, it just it wastes it's no so time. Funny, dude. Like, <laughs> that whole sequence when they're in the plane just talking shit to each other is Literally. great. It is He's great like, for, like, scumbag <laughs> criminals who are want to be superheroes now. It's amazing. There's one scene where it's like this is a like the 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 weasel character, 
But they're like, is this a dog? Is that, is that a, like, <laughs> you just ask if that's a dog. <laughs> Boomerang's like, what kind of dog do you think it is? Like, I don't know. It's like, it's fucking looks like a dog. And then it's like, so it's like a werewolf. And Ali's like, oh, I was wanted to meet a werewolf. And then Pete Davidson's character's like, what the fuck? You sent me next to a fucking werewolf? What the fuck? <laughs> it's like freaking out to get yeah. this shit off me. And that weasel dude, I was sad. He's like, oh, fuck, he died. But at the very end, you realize that he didn't. So it like, made him look really ugly. <laughs> I felt so bad for him, dude. He was just scared the entire time. And like, he didn't know how to swim. Tell me the squid doesn't know how to swim. Yeah. <laughs> dude, I remember watching. I was like, oh, fuck, dude. I feel so dude, bad for him. They were ready to get out into their mission. And it's like, okay, yeah, we're going to land in the water. Fucking, they get out in the water. The weasel doesn't know how to swim, dude. <laughs> oh, my God. It felt. Uh, that was really good. Yeah, the first five minutes of the movie set it up so damn well. Yeah. It's so fun, man. It's just... It's just a fun movie. Yeah. I it's think, a fun movie. Same with Birds of Prey, see. like both of them. Yeah. Like, just so fun. This is what I want to see out of more uh, future superhero movies. Is, like, yeah. this level of, like, fun and enjoyment. Like, mm-hmm. not taking Creativity. it seriously. It's like, you yeah. get attached to, like, the characters in the first five minutes. Okay, now, well, now they're dead. Yeah. <laughs> Who are you going to care about now? Exactly. John Cena, when he comes out in his tidy whities bro, is, like, yeah. the biggest laugh, man. It's like, what's going on over here? <laughs> this tidy whities I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, so I sleep. <laughs> it's just so funny, man. But it's also, like, so, like, heartwarming whenever, like, King Shark's like, I have no friends. And then it's like, blood, I mean, the rat catcher's like, well, you can be my friend. And he just, like, there's, like, this moment where it's like, oh, fuck, dude, like, this is what a superhero movie's supposed to be like, you know? Yeah. Like, it's supposed to be, like, wacky, goofy, but also, like, it can be, like, lighthearted and dark and shit, like... Yeah. That's what it's supposed to be, man, so... Uh, anything else you want to talk about in the Suicide Squad? Um... Uh, nothing much. I just... I, I want more movies to be like this, whatever this is. I think... I just want more weirdness. Yeah. In superhero movies. Make shit weird, people. Just make it weird. Like, why the fuck is there, like, a raccoon? It's not not a raccoon. It's a weasel. I don't even know what the fuck it is. Make, like, shit weird. Like, why is there... Why is Sylvester Stallone a shark? (laughs) It's so good. In Marvel, (laughs) they would have made Sylvester Stallone a a bad guy, right? They would have just made him another, like, you know, just normal-ass bad guy. But in this, you're like... Nah, we're gonna use you to voice act a shark, mm-hmm. and I'm pretty sure you're like, okay, I'm down. <laughs> yeah, 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 I'll be a shark. Well, who's this character? <laughs> oh, it's a rat. Why does she care about rats so much? Yeah, well, it explains it in the entire movie. It literally oh, explains man. it so well. Her, her back. So good, dude. That that scene, whenever she's like putting all the rats towards the starfish, like that genuinely made me like, like emotional when she's yeah. when her dad's like talking about yeah. If, you know, rats are, like, the, one of the most despised creatures on Earth, but if they have a purpose, then so do we. It's like, fuck, dude, like, what? A person who controls rats? Like, I'm not supposed to be, like, emotional. Like, it's not. This is silly. But here I am, getting fucking emotional, talking about a bunch of rats attacking a starfish, bro. What? Exactly. That's what, it's dude. weird as fuck, but it makes sense, because James <laughs> makes made sense. it makes sense. It makes sense, man. You can make sense out of weird shit. That's what weird shit is made for, man, like. I know. So I don't good. know. I, I I really hope this movie is like. It's like not the new standard, but it just. It's I hope. I hope it, it helps people's creativity yeah. levels. 
Exactly. In terms of like Nobody's... care for characters and story, like this is this yeah. is the standard, you know? Yeah. This should be the standard. It should be the I standard. You know? Like say what you want about Marvel, but they have a standard and you know it's not the best, you know? <laughs> like they just have a you... formula. They they literally just yeah. have a formula. Like fucking McDonald's has a formula. Yeah. Like, DC bro, has like, some shit movies, but then you like, can then you see a movie like this where it's like, oh fuck. Make some weird shit, man. Yeah, Let's go. Man. Let's go. Let's go. Uh that that was our uh the Suicide Squad review. Let us know what y'all think. Um we both loved it, obviously. Yeah. And uh we're gonna be transitioning to uh talking about music. Uh Brian, who released an album today? Uh Kanye West, apparently without uh, infamous. Uh, his permission. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, without his permission. Yeah. Um, you haven't heard it, correct? I haven't heard it, but I'm pretty sure I've heard most songs from the live streams that I've watched. I haven't watched mm-hmm. every live stream, and I haven't watched the like entirety of the live streams, but I'm pretty sure I've heard most of the songs. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. whatever that means that I've heard most of the songs, it probably <laughs> means nothing because they've probably all changed within the last like three days, right? But yeah, probably. I've listened to the first five songs. Uh, they're good. Um, I the last song I listened to from the album was the weekend one where he comes out in. That one was really good. Um, mm-hmm. the weekend's always good. Um, but yeah, I guess since we haven't really fully listened to Donda, I don't think we could, you know, give it justice by giving, you know, giving a review or anything. Right. You know, we I'm haven't listened to, to it. About- yeah, we haven't listened to it. Just- talk about it <laughs> exactly i think that's why i wanted to bring up this topic for today you know because you know kanye west is always in the news and his album releases are never uneventful um what have you thought about this like release package that he's doing like what what do you think just about the whole donda album in general um i think it's really trash uh, um <laughs> Listen, listen. I'm a Kanye. I'm not a stan. I I don't, I don't know fan. if I'm a stan for anything. I'm definitely a big fan. Though. I've listened to every single yeah. one of his albums. I think he has made some of my favorite albums of all time. Um, mm-hmm. He's just a great musical artist, great producer. Like he's insane at what he does, right? His craft. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. I here's the hot take. Here's the line. I don't think Kanye West likes making music anymore. I think. Yeah. I miss the days where Kanye wanted to make an album. He made it. He made music videos for it, and it came out, right? That's, like, the traditional way of, like, dropping an album, right? hmm But I think it's better than this, where he's announcing, hey, I want to make an album, okay? I'm going to start making the album today, and then next week we're going to have a live event where I'm going to show you some half-assed demos. <laughs> Look, you see these synths? I'm singing over them. I'm barely singing over them. There's no drums. N- the next time we have this live thing, there's going to be drums over some of these beats. It's like... And more features, too. I- I'm just... Why? Why hype this yeah. up to be something when it's literally nothing yet? Mm-hmm. I-, I-, I hate it, dude. Like, here's the thing. People can argue, like, oh, this happened with the life of Pablo. No, not really. With the life of not Pablo, really. the live event happened. I remember vividly, yeah. I was at school, live event was happening. 
and that was basically the album in entirety mm-hmm. except for maybe a few tracks and definitely some mixing issues right mm-hmm. but that was the album that everyone fell in love with i fell in love with it it was a great fucking album but now it's just like uh it doesn't seem like he just doesn't care it seems like he doesn't care about making music because like why would you why would you have this hassle of just like releasing something like this it seems like such a hassle for no reason i feel like he could spend time on an album and release it when it's ready i think i think um you're on to something in terms of like does he actually like making music and releasing music i think you know it's a passion of his and he loves to do it but i think he's love or he loves what comes with it or what surrounds it more now you know what i mean i think he loves first of all the attention that he gets you know he he's not shy about saying that he loves the attention and it's his actions you know whether it be the live events, whether it be getting remarried with Kim at a stadium or whether it be like recreating his uh his mom's house, you know, mm-hmm. at one of the stadiums or just walking around dressed in red to uh, unfinished music. Like, I think he's become more of like, he loves the, the, not the staging, but I don't know what, it, I don't know, I don't know what you would call it. He loves, I mean, I don't even know. I don't even know how to explain. You can't really explain Kanye's. He loves the like artistic value from it. It's like, yeah, exactly. I guess. Oh, yeah, yeah. There it's we like go. He loves the... in the middle of the stage, right? Exactly. Exactly. He's becoming more of a of I care more about the art, but not it's the like, music like, art. He cares about like performer. Exactly. He he lives for that. I think now he I think he lives for that high, and instead of like releasing music now and the praise or, or, or the negative reviews that high, I think he cares less and less. Cause I don't even think he cares what people think about the album of Donda. I think he cares about what, how people talk about, Oh my gosh, this is happening because Donda's releasing like, Oh yeah. my God, this is, ha-. I think he cares more about that type of response than he does about whether or not people like his album or not. I think he'd give a shit. I think, I, th- I mean, all artists do that, but I don't even think he cares whether someone likes Don Darla. I think he cares about, did you hear about me st- uh, selling out stadiums beforehand? Did you hear about me remarrying Kim? Did you, like, I think he yeah. cares more about that. And um, I don't know if it's sad to see. It's just, you know, an artist changing, whatever. You know, it, artist grows and, and changes what he does. It's not my taste now. I'm a huge Kanye fan, but yeah, it's not something that, like, I didn't see any of the live events. I kind of didn't really care. Uh, Donda released out of nowhere, too. Like, this morning, I just checked Spotify, and it was there. And I was like, what the hell? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, I think it's all about, like, what comes before the release. And um, I think he kind of just hangs it up after it is done. It's like, all right, that's it. I'm going to forget about it. I have some, like, theories, too. <laughs> Let's hear them. Um, so... I think one of the first live events that happened, um, there's this Baby Keem and Travis song on it, which yeah. is, like, pretty good. It sounds nice. Um, but Kanye wasn't on it, hmm. right? So what I was thinking 
because Travis Scott and Baby Keem have made music before. They have a song out called Durag Activity. And I think mm. that Kanye just went to Travis Scott or Baby Keem and was like, yo, you got any like songs that you haven't released? Uh... <laughs> and they're, they're like, yeah, okay. What about this like session you worked with Travis? You have any songs with him? Yeah, we made a few songs together. Can we? Can I put them on my album? <laughs> it, it makes sense, to be honest. <laughs> Dude, it makes sense. And it they're like, sense. yeah, sure. Fuck yeah, that sounds cool as fuck. And yeah, because they're, like, they're like, we're in a Kanye album. Yeah, and it's just like, dude, I don't know, man. I I just miss where people would just release an album. And here's the thing. I have, like, critiques about that, too. The traditional way, excuse me, yeah. of when people would release an album. Yeah. Like, I think uh, the, the whole corporate side of, of like, release it. Because I'm a business major. I can kind of just see through this type of stuff. Like yeah. everyone that's signed to a major label is kind of doing it, and it's sad to see where they just okay, we release like, an album, and we have four to five fucking music videos packaged with it already. Mm-hmm. And in my opinion, that shit sucks. Yeah, because it's it saturates a lot of the market where there's too much music. You're 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 spending too much money, it's too much time on a music video, on a on on a dance in a music video. To get it on TikTok so it blows up your song. It's yeah. not going to blow up your song. Your song is trash. Music video <laughs> was cool because people are getting better at directing music videos. It's not that I mean, I wouldn't say it's that hard, but it's there's a formula to it now. I definitely see mm-hmm. it. Um yeah. <clears throat> but in in my opinion, that whole that whole thing of just like, okay, release the album release the music videos and then hope my uh hope the sales go up i understand that drive the album sales. it's it's so dry like it's so ugh, stop doing that so i understand kanye was never the type to he's never been like, like that yeah he's never been like that even in his older days right mm-hmm. he always will do some weird shit to package his album release i i think that is just better than what he's doing now man it's like, dude, finish the album first. Please finish the album first because now I'm t- I don't even want to listen to the music anymore. It's like I've yeah. heard the demos so many times. I've literally heard them get worked on. Sad. And I just don't care anymore. And dude, it's not it's exciting. Sad. Yeah, it's it's sad because for one, right? He's not doing the formulaic album release, right? Which is good for artists, for 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 people, for consumers, right? He's doing something different. But when the music isn't really there, then it kind of, at least for some consumers, at least for some listeners, it feels like it was for nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm not saying because I haven't listened to Donda. I haven't. I listened to five tracks. That is it. And there's 26 of them. So I am not even close to finishing the album. But what I can say is that you can see that Kanye I think the myth the mythos of Kanye is over is overpassing what yeah how much how the music quality is coming out you know yeah like so like you said maybe he did go to Baby Keem and Travis Scott like hey do you have a song together let's put that on my album and he's like all right how can I promote this how can I build hype for this right because 
it's like um it's like it's like a tra it's like a, a boxer training and training and training and then once he gets to the, the actual fight he's like well i all this promotional stuff that i did beforehand i like to do that and now it's like the fight's like whatever i already got your tickets you already exactly. bought it right you already bought you already bought the pay-per-view so i'm not really gonna try you know because you know <laughs> i'm not gonna get hurt i'm not gonna do this or whatever so it's like okay well if you do if you do all of this and then albums are like through the roof where it's like holy fuck this is so innovative and creative it's like all right well then yeah then it makes us more hype for the next time you do it but you know jesus is king wasn't Good. at least for me wasn't yeah wasn't something that i was drawn to yay a little bit um the album before that was the life of pablo right uh yes that was great and so that, I think that's when it started, you know, after the life of Pablo. Yeah, I did. That's when this whole new yay started. Which is, look, I don't know. I don't know what's going on with him personally. Uh, I'm not one to, to make assumptions about him, but. Right, yeah. I feel like we're just shitting on his artistry. Yeah. Right? It's and, like, I oh, mean, you don't care about making music. It's kind of like what I said. And it's like not the greatest thing to say, but that's just how I feel as a fan. Yeah, like he's making art, and once the art is out there, you can you you dissect the art as consumers, as as critics, as you know fans in general. What all everything that he does is art now, so we can critique everything. We can say what we thought about it. We give our opinions because you know to him, art is creating his childhood home inside of an arena and having dancers dance around it and, and releasing unreleased music like that's art for him. And so as a, someone who is a fan, I can critique that, you know, it's not like we're not making fun of like, if he's like going on stage and saying, or not on stage, but he's going on interviews saying, Oh, I'm, I feel really depressed. And like, well, are you Kanye? Like, I can't, I can't yeah, say yeah. that, you know, right, like, exactly. because that's what's going on with him, but he's doing this as an art form. And so that's, as fans, we can dissect it. I think that's what my opinion is, you know. Um, we're not trying to be mean to Kanye. It's just, you know, how we feel. It's just you that know, he has he... so much, like, albums, so many great albums, yeah. that... He's an icon. You kind of, like, I wouldn't say expect it from Kanye to make, oh, keep on great music, right? But it's like, mm -hmm. okay, you've done this before. You've, you're amazing. You... All your music videos, your music, everything you've done is like phenomenal. You mm -hmm. work, you work with so many great people. That's the thing that I was telling my friends. Like Kanye's team of music producers, of like drummers, live instrumentalists, like phenomenal, fantastic. They're great. Yeah. That they make Kanye's album sound fucking immaculate. Mm -hmm. It's like, bro, get in the studio with them. Let's go. Let's let's make <laughs> let's that go. album you want to make. It's like, come uh, on. And then now it's just like I'm making an album. I'm gonna have a live event next week. That's not the album's not finished, but like you guys are gonna listen to it. Mm -hmm. I don't know. To me, it's just like there's there's like nothing there for me to like. For me to enjoy, it's just like, ah uh, man. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hey, look at that and artists evolve and this is just the next evolution of kanye and so whether you're a stan of his or just a regular fan you know 
you kind of have to live with this journey and see where he goes, you know? Yeah. You know, hopefully, hopefully Donda, I mean, for all we know, Donda could be really fucking good. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. It could be good in so, the next three months when it finally releases. <laughs> fully, you know, where it's like with his permission. But, you know, for now, all we can do is judge the, the rollout. And, you know, I think we did a pretty good job. You know, yeah. I think we covered all bases. Um, now, why don't you talk about the next... A oh. rollout that's that's pretty fucking good in my opinion. Exactly. People are people are hating on this guy. His name is uh, Kendrick Lamar. You know, uh-huh. say what G-O-A-T, you will. G-O-A-T, I think, right? Yeah, G O A T, right? Uh, so you spell it. But he came back recently. He hasn't dropped an album since 2017. It's been five years. Five years. Um, damn, I love damn. People, I love damn. People got on me for liking that album. I fucking love that album. People are dumb. People are dumb, okay? <laughs> if you don't like damn, you're dumb. Damn. Yeah, I love damn. Right. And I like the the song that people hate the most off that album. God. Uh, God is one of the best tracks on the album. God I'm gonna say this right now. Banger, bro. Like, right. like, here's the thing. Just like I'm a Kanye fanboy, I'm a Kendrick fanboy too. I'm a Kendrick fan. I'm a Kendrick really fan because there's a lot of stuff I don't agree with, you know, whatever, but Kanye, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um what was I gonna say? Okay, so he released like a note or something to his fans saying like, "Hey, this is gonna be my last album on TDE. It's gonna drop soon. Um, after that, I'm not gonna be on TDE. I'm probably gonna be on something else. Just a I'll whole like, own. shit of like where he's at in life. Just normal stuff, right? He's very um, cryptic. Very cryptic. And then Baby Keem, I've talked about him. I don't know how many times I talked about him on this podcast. I yep. love him since Here's last year. I didn't even know he was Kendrick Lamar's cousin till like mm-hmm. I forgot when I found out, but I loved his music before I found out. That sounds weird, right? Yeah. I love him more, but like, dude, no, he did. Here's the I thing. Here's the thing. Kendrick or Baby Keem is like just like a great artist in general. He produces a lot of um, his own music. He produced mm-hmm. a lot of music off the Black Panther soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Um, with TDE, yeah, with TDE. So that was before people were finding out. Oh, he's <laughs> it was related to right related to the GOD, GOAT. Die for my bitch. What it's like one of my top five albums of that year, 2019. Um, yeah, even then, I was like, dude, this guy would sound great on a Kendrick track. <laughs> and then, here we go, right? Like, here we go. He find out he's his cousin. Then he has a song coming out called Family Ties with Kendrick for promo for, I'm assuming it's Baby Keem's album, and promo for Kendrick Lamar. Obviously, we'll get into that. Yes. Um, what was I going to say? Song comes out. Yo, song is fucking fire, bro. Oh my gosh, it's so good. Song is so good. It's like a multi-part, like a three-parter track, three different mm-hmm. beats. Um, I think Cardo produced all of the beats on it. Cardo's a great producer. Um, Baby Keem. <sighs> Baby Keem, just like I like my movies, I like my songs. I like weirdness in my songs, bro. <laughs> Not too yeah. weird to play. He's like, bro, turn this up. It's weird. It's like, yeah. nah, vocal delivery, like the way you write your rhymes, just all of it, making it weird while also making it sound really good. Yeah. It's like what... I strive to listen to. Hold on, hold on. Mm-hmm. It's not like it's not weird, like 
the baby with his flutes. <laughs> it's not like that weird. Um, but uh, no, I, I get what you're saying. Like 100%. Yeah. So, just like, there's like, okay, like I said, there's three parts of the song, right? Mm-hmm. The first part of the song is loud, like trumpet horns, just in your face. And then there's a trap beat. Sounds like something we've probably heard before, but like Baby mm-hmm. Keem is on it. It just sounds great. Um, okay, we got to talk about the music video too. If you haven't seen yeah. the music video, watch it while you listen to the song too. Oh man. Because it just adds to, I think Francisco said this, like when he listened to the song, he liked it. But then when he watched the video, he liked it even more. Yeah. Dave Free, he directed a lot of the, I think all the videos off Damn, a lot of videos for TDE. Um, but the second portion of the song, where the beat switches, the first beat Oof. switch, and it's Baby Keem, he's like with a bunch of dancers, and then he like, what what would you call that, Francisco? Um, like whenever, whenever you're talking about whenever all the the, the ballerinas are like dancing, and, and he goes yeah, into he starts, one, like, the other frame, and punching and going to the frame, isn't that a certain yeah. type of like? That looks familiar. I mean, uh, I I think it's used a lot, especially because it's like match because it's two separate frames, so it's like match cutting into the other frame. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's like, he's like punching the air, but it's like finishing off in another frame. Mm-hmm. Yeah, another frame. Like another scene, and another scene. So it's like another scene, but it's like the frames are side by side, so it looks like he's just going into the other scene like naturally. Oh, it's so dope. It's so cool. And it goes right back in. And it goes right back into the and first And then he one. goes back into the other scene. Yeah, it's so sick. Yeah. Like, like just the whole rollout of this song. Oh, Kendrick's dancing? We gotta talk about Kendrick's dancing, bro. Oh, I'm getting to that. So, <laughs> we get to another beat switch, and mm-hmm. it goes, like, scene two. Because there's scene one in the music video, scene two. And then it's Kendrick, right? <sighs> Kendrick comes in over this hard ass beat and says, "Smoking that on beat your is top hard. five tonight." Yeah. Yes, bro. Bro, hard as fuck. He's smoking. When I first on heard the beat five. switch, when I first heard that beat switch, I was like, "Oh, this is with Kendrick coming in." And then he yep. says, "Smoking on that." T-. I was like, "Oh my god." Like he's hungry, bro. Like he he wants it. It's been five years, bro. <laughs> I and, hope he's uh, hungry. Yeah, he just comes in spitting like he's the omega. Like, he's, like, the best to ever do it. He's the GOAT. Um, then he starts getting into his brother rap. Amazing, brother. Pop-pop only on occasion, brother. Like, I that's love the type that. of weird shit that I like. Like, he's doing some white man, brother, southern type rap. It's funny as fuck. And there's no reason that. to be that good. And in the mm-hmm. music video, he's, like, dancing in front of a barn. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Dude, it's so good. And, like... He just pops up at the end of the song, basically saying, like, hey, yo, delete your hard drive, delete your next album, delete your future single coming out, because I'm coming. I'm coming. People were saying that he was talking about Kanye. He's probably talking about all the rappers. Uh, 100%. I know he's he does. He always takes shots at Drake. Yeah, he does. So I'm thinking he's trying to go after both of them. Or it's yeah. like, Yanni, Yanni, just stop because I'm coming. Um, well, Donda's already released, so well, he know. did call out Kanye. He said Kanye might have changed, but I'm still an oh, old yeah. school Gemini, <laughs> yeah, old school Gemini, yeah. I like that line, 
Yeah, that was hard. Like this song is like it's straight up banger material. It doesn't need to go this hard. Yeah, it's straight up just like just hard. It's, a, I don't know it's how amazing, else to brother. It. It's just like a it's amazing, brother. It's amazing, Papa, brother. Cajun, brother. Don't address them unless it's with four letters. Yeah, true. All right. And I was telling this to Brian before the show because, you know, obviously we're big Kendrick Lamar fans. And uh, I, the first time I saw this, uh, the song, I saw it on Twitter. And so I was listening to the, the song and I was like, man, this is so fire. Then I watched the music video. I was like, oh my God, this is so fire. And you just scroll on the comments. And I think J. Cole fans and Kendrick fans have like a lot of beef or something because all the mentions were, oh yeah, J. Cole's better. This is trash. Well, J. Cole would never drop this. I'm like, is it really that? Like, do they have a beef, them too? I wouldn't um, think so. No, I think in the song, well, here's the thing. I think here's the main gripe criticism with Kendrick Lamar coming out saying I'm the best rapper whatever it's him like basically being in retirement for like five years oh yeah yeah and coming out and saying I am better than all your favorite rappers and hey in my opinion I think he is whatever a uh, rapper yeah, is, he is too. how good ever a rapper raps like I don't really care in my opinion it's about delivery and how you just make a song and how you like make an appearance that's Kendrick for you it's he'll yeah. just do better than everyone else by far, like it, it doesn't matter. You know, like we don't even need to have this discussion, right? Yeah, I don't think it should be a discussion, especially. I'm not a J. Cole hater, but if you ask me who is better, J. Cole or Kendrick, yeah, and you pick J. Cole, kind of judging you a little bit, yeah, <laughs> yeah, not in a mean way, but it's like, hmm, all right. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I guess I get that criticism. You know, he, he hasn't given us anything except for like some features here and there. Um, it's been five years. He released Damn. He um, what did he win for Damn? I know he won a uh, it was something like important. Like he was like one of the first hip uh hip hop artists to win a freak. What was it? Let me see. Damn, I actually don't know. Let me see. Let me see. Uh, Pulitzer Prize. There we go. Pulitzer Prize for music. Pulitzer Prize. Yes. And so, non classical like, or jazz artist to collect this award. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, people are, I remember when that came out, people were like, that's not even his best album. This is trash. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, people who hate on Damn are low key, like some of the worst people ever. <laughs> not going yeah. to lie, man. Because, like, okay, I get it. Good Kid Mad City is better. To Pimp a Butterfly is better than Damn. But people were acting like Damn is like his, like a bad album. Like, you might not like it as much as the album, but it's nowhere near a bad album. Yeah. Like, at all. At least for me, man. I don't know. <clears throat> well, I guess this will make that, me a like, Kendrick uh, Stan. The people, it's such, it's not a hard topic to get into. I can get into it. Okay, so here's the thing Good Kid Mad City came out literally changed everything literally made kendrick to what he is today so many bangers off that album literally so many hits that's like when he had so many hits off an album mm-hmm. like what 2012 like that was like 
perfect time for music in my opinion yeah like i think that's when like classics were being made Man cities obviously it's classic it's a classic it's, yeah. it's, it's a classic album um yep. arguably is best but then but the kendrick's like not just an artist who makes like just one type of music right like we obviously got mm-hmm. the bangers the hitters off that album the um i wouldn't say conventional music because kendrick doesn't make conventional music even though that's a lot of people's main criticisms of him because mainly because of the next album he released was to but to pimp a butterfly where he which made, is my this, favorite yeah he made like great like jazz fusion rap um and like every track every song is fucking built like just built different really mm-hmm. um it's just like an entire experience in an album you probably won't hear in any other album right is mm-hmm. it musically it's great like so- like uh sonically the type of sounds he's using amazing um song structure the entire album concept just different right and I think that's why people hate on Damn so much. Mm-hmm. People heard that album. People saw uh, The Needle Drop give that album a 10. Oh, yeah. They were like, <laughs> why isn't Kendrick making this type of music? Why, why is he making radio music? It's like, what? Kendrick yeah. started off making radio music. Yeah, like, dude, if you listen to freaking Section 80, bro, there's like, there's like so many songs where it's like, oh, yeah, this could be released. Kendrick the radio. is in California. Yeah. He's in the radio every day. It's like, yeah. it's like just because you make some like weird off one-off album that like is revolutionary and it, it like has so many complex parts to the music doesn't mean that the next one doesn't has to be the same thing, right? Yeah. And that's the thing. I love Timmy Butterfly. Like when that album came out is one of my favorite albums of all time. I still mm-hmm. think it's a masterpiece yeah but i'm the type of listener like i grew up listening to the radio where like i just love listening to regular ass music like when damn <laughs> came out i will not even call it regular ass music because it's still kendrick lamar right yeah there's 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 still like uh you can still sense the artistry like it's not just uh straight to radio that right. kind of music and I think there's that's a couple of songs, people, yeah. People hated it about, and it's like, dude, it's like two songs off that album that like were hits. Like, mm-hmm. calm down. Yeah, yeah. The rest, like, my favorite song on that album is "Feel." Yeah, and feels great. Feel is is basically like him at a fucking slam poetry. Like, that's just him talking about how he feels. Like, it's just that pride. Like, there's so many good songs where yeah. you, if you listen to it. On first glance, you're like, oh, it's covered with hits. But if you go back and actually listen to that whole album, you're like, oh, fuck. You yeah. say some deep shit. Bro, chill out. Let's listen to the music first, yeah. right? Like, first of all, it's Kendrick. He mm-hmm. made Good Kid Mad City, so it popped him off. It's like, mm-hmm. bro, all the hits were like billboard hits, and people just forgot about that. It's yeah. like, Kendrick, Kendrick ne- my, my third artist never, never wanted to make radio music. I'm like, yes, he did. He did. <laughs> He Bro. literally did. Poetic justice, freaking uh, uh, swimming pools, like all exactly. of that were commercially super successful. <laughs> People are like, like so dumb. All right, uh, and then Timmy Butterfly. Yeah. Uh, 
the eye. Like, all this is, like, they're, like, hits, like, radio hits. May not be, like, generic, like some of the other artists putting music out there, but, right. you know, that's just who Kendrick is. You know, and that's it, why? Is, yeah. Go ahead. And I was going to say, because people are like, well, damn, still not as good as the other album. You're right. It's not as good as Good Kid, Mad City. And it's not as good as Pepper Butterfly, right? Yep. may not even be good as Section 80. But to say that uh, that album's trash. I don't know. Trash, I think it's better than Section 80. Yeah, I'm like, you, you, you can debate. You can debate those. Like, I'm not, I, I wouldn't be mad if you say Section 80's better. I'm like, whatever, because I like Section 80 a lot. But if, if you're like, well, it's not as good as the other album, that's why it's trash. I'm like, well, it's not as good as the other albums because those other two are classics, right? Literally like, classics. Classic albums that will live on for generations. You just can't admit that this is good? Like, you can't just say it's good? You enjoyed it? You can still have criticisms. Like, I have criticisms. Like, there's, there's a couple of songs in there where I'm not a big fan of, but, you know, I enjoy the, the majority of the album. But I guess it's just, that that's just sparked this little talk because I saw a whole bunch of J. Cole fans. Like, like I'm a fan of J. Cole. I love J. Cole. But, like, who do I prefer most? Like, obviously, Kendrick. Yeah. And people who are like, nah, bro, he's not... He's not in the top five because he hasn't rapped in five years. Okay, totally get that. Whatever. But if you're going to ask me who the best rapper is right now, I'm going to give you Kendrick. So, like, like for me, or like Jay-Z, you know, like, I'm not going to, like, I'm not going to just say, oh, yeah, because he hasn't released, I'm not going to put him in the top five or anything. Like, at least that's that's not how I see it. And I think that's why I, I love um, Baby Kim so much. It, mm-hmm. It's because, like, I don't know if this is like a like slander or whatever. It's like, oh, Kendrick or Kim reminds me so much of Kendrick. Not in the way of like, oh, he sounds like Kendrick Lamar because of his voice. Oh, but he does though a little bit. Not not in you're right. You're right. Just in the way of like the weirdness of his music. Yeah. But it's still tone. sounding hard. Yeah. Like the way he can do different inflections, different flows over just hard ass beats. It's like mm-hmm. The music still sounds contemporary, still sounds like it's of now, but it's better than anything else out there, in my opinion. That's yeah. what Kendrick does, and I, I think, I, I think it just it's it's in the blood, you know, it's in the Kendrick Lamar, you know, bloodstream, the family ties, literally. Exactly. Um. I don't know. I fucking love this song. I love Baby Keem. I'm so excited for his album. I saw Fantano. Mm-hmm. Hated. He didn't hate this song. He was disappointed in the song. <laughs> really? What did he say? He was. He said. I would think um, he would like this song. He was like, the flows are too awkward, and like some of the mixing is weird. Like some of the flows at the end for Kendrick just didn't seem right. It's like, dude, that's Kendrick's whole thing. Yeah. The flows yeah. not seeming right. Yeah. It's like. I think people just forget. Uh, they like they yeah. they make themselves forget. Like, oh, this is literally the type of music he makes. Yeah. Um. But yeah, the especially song especially great. when he first started. Yeah. Especially when he first started. Exactly. Um, but as you can tell, we're very excited for Kendrick Lamar to come back. Um, whenever his album comes out, we'll most definitely do. A reaction review slash thing. Um, we'll listen to Donda. I'll listen to Donda, and mm-hmm. you know maybe on the next yeah. podcast we'll we'll talk about what we felt about it. Um, 
because we can't accurately review that right now. But who knows? We it might do be taken off stream. Oh, you're right. We might have to get on that quick. <laughs> it's twenty. It's twenty six songs. It's like an hour and like thirty minutes. So like, I don't know if I want to. Jeez. Yeah. So it's like a whole movie. So someone was making fun of it. it was, they were saying that it's longer than Cat in the Hat. <laughs> so, so uh, yeah, we'll listen to that, and especially if Kendrick drops, um, we'll listen to that. I know Drake is also supposed to drop too. I think September third mm-hmm. or something like that. Mm-hmm. Certified Lover Boy. Mm-hmm. And he has the heart in his hair, his head. Mm. Oh yeah, people are already <laughs> uh, annoyed by that haircut yeah. already. Um, but who knows? There's a lot of exciting stuff, like exciting people dropping. Um, a lot of movies coming out. Um, I know Shang Chi from Marvel's releasing next week. Uh, we might have a review for that. Who knows? Um, but thank you so much for listening. As always, if you want to find out where you can listen. Go to our Anchor page at anchor.fm slash thinkmovieshow. You can find out where we listen. We're on iTunes, Spotify, um, all the everything that you can imagine. We're probably on there in terms of like uh, radio and, and podcast uh, platforms. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter um, at franklopez underscore 14 and on Instagram at Lopez underscore 14. Where can the people find you, Brian? Uh, they can find me Twitter. Instagram at Bry Prado B R Y G R D O. Very much. There you go. Uh, please uh, feel free to, to you know reach out to us if you guys want us to talk about a specific topic. We're more than we're more than welcome to to do that. Um, any type of interaction we love, Yo. even if it's hate. Yo, okay. I'm sorry for getting you up. We've been talking oh, no. about this for a while. Mm-hmm. I think. Yo, try to find us on YouTube. I think we want to do like a clips channel. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. So I feel like we talk about so much stuff, not just movies. We, that we, we do. Can just uh, pop out content, baby. Exactly. Even even I think we're on TikTok too. We might do TikTok, YouTube, um, all that stuff. So pretty pretty soon you'll find us everywhere. Yeah, I don't have even any like classes what? this semester. I'm pretty much free. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I I really want to start expanding the shit. Yeah. Um, Especially SoundCloud, because I know a lot of people use SoundCloud to listen to podcasts. Yeah. So, so we'll start uploading like the full episodes to even on YouTube also. So if you feel like just listening on YouTube, you can yeah. go ahead. Well, if you don't have the time right now, you're busy, like just like look up a clip from this podcast. Yeah, you might just exactly. You no, know, maybe you didn't hear the Kanye West clip, or I mean, you're listening yeah. right now, so you probably heard it. Okay, this doesn't make sense in the context of <laughs> yeah. a podcast. Hey, but check out our clip channel. It's gonna come soon. Yes. And we'll release them like on our social media too, so you can just see them on, on your feed. So like either yeah, if yeah, it's yeah. we're talking about Donda, we'll release them on, on the YouTube link on on Twitter or the clip, whatever. But we're gonna start releasing on a lot more platforms, and so just keep a lookout on that, um, and uh, posting more consistently if we can. So because you know we like to give to the fans, you know the the yeah. few fans that we have, and hopefully. Uh, a clip goes viral and we just become super uber famous and super rich and yes. right that's how it starts right <laughs> yeah I don't know and, and, I think so. and then and then maybe we'll start in, uh, a movie and like we Addison can Ray. annoy other podcasters with our opinions exactly that's we can be like goal. hey that's my yeah. goal <laughs> someone invites us on like yeah this is stupid what did bro. you say <laughs> why did Do you, you say hurt that me? That, I think that's the main goal for us I just expand <laughs> it to have fun and 
Yeah. You know, because that's, that's what we do, what we do, man. We, we love talking about this kind of stuff. And, you know, hopefully y'all like listening to us because those who listen, we thank you a lot. Um, y'all keep us going. It's a few, but it's a happy few. And, you know, we're happy about that. And um, again, feel free to reach out to us on social media. Uh, we'll respond literally all the time. So, uh, or if it's just me or Brian or Joey, one of us just reach out to us. Um, Any super as all... duper hardcore Kanye fan? Ooh. Sorry if I offended you, okay? I'm sorry. Yeah, we want to apologize. <laughs> Don't come after me. Yeah, they're not, crazy. My, they're not as crazy as the, as the hive, like the beehive, but they're up there. You yeah, know? they're up there. So, you know, we will, you'll never catch us bashing Beyonce on here because we don't want to get killed. Um, uh, but yeah, that, that's it for this week's episode of the Think Movie Show. Um, and we hope to see you next time. See you later. Later, guys.